listen in for messages from this episode. And the other thing that that I have found over this last almost two years is that if you get frustrated because you think, oh, they don't talk to me, they don't talk to me. But that at that point, it is really hard to get that communication line open with them. Yeah. And as soon as I would get on the other side of that, that is when, you know, that, that you know, it's, it's like a, a roller coaster. And when you get to the low part of that roller coaster, that's when that communication would open up a little more. And I don't know if it's just because when that sadness just blocks me, I don't know what that is, but I definitely noticed that. Beautiful souls, do you have a prayer request or want us to send you healing energy today? Would you like us to be praying for your friend or loved one? If this is you, go to worldslargestprayernetwork.com to submit your prayer request. And while you're there, please sign up to join our team of prayer warriors. The angels say prayer not only opens you to miracles, raises your vibration, and helps you heal, but the more you pray, the more God's presence is felt on earth. Feel your angels' love as they surround you right now, and listen for the positive, loving messages your angels intended specifically for you in today's episode. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. And today here we have Teresa from North Dakota. She is just such a, a beautiful, radiant soul. And she's got so many stories of just hope and love to share with you today. Uh, sign stories. Um, as you'll come to find out, she lost her husband. And so I just wanted you to have that information so that you know know um these stories are just so touching and Teresa I'm so sorry for your loss but I'm so 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 happy that you're here with us today and and just willing to share with everyone thank you Julie I'm really excited to be here really excited yeah oh good yeah I know you're an uh, angel member so I'll just have you take it away and um and share your first stories awesome like Julie said my husband passed away five five months after we got married actually and so a lot of my stories are have include him big time. When I first, when I when he first passed away, I went to my daughter's for a while, and she lives in Minneapolis, St. Paul. And so I was kind of dreading my my drive home. It's a seven hour drive for me, and and she said, "Oh, let me put some podcasts on your phone, mom." So she puts these podcasts on, and I listened to them on the way home. And you weren't on there yet, but the next day I got on my elliptical machine and I just hit my podcast button. And boop, there you are. And I'm like, well, who is this? So I just hit the button and it started to play. And it was the episode, Julie, that it was like, all of a sudden you were just gone. And, and I'm like, well, what happened? Keep going, please. You know, and you come back and you go, well, 1033, if 33 means anything to anyone here, that was for you. And I almost fell off my elliptical because I didn't know how I got you on there. And 33 was my dad and my basketball number and we were so connected. And so then later on, I have a person that I talked to and she verified that my dad got me to you. And that's how he let me know that it was, that it was him. 
That's so I thought, amazing. <laughs> yeah, I thought it really was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love so that's, how they work, you know, and, and just, they're always bringing people in, in different ways. And, um, oh, that's so beautiful. I love that. Okay. So I'm going to let you continue. Okay. But, and you can't make that stuff up. It no. just, it, you can't make it up. It just happens. And having it verified was really just like awesome for me. But anyway, so, and you know, if anybody has not listened to your podcasts, please, you know, they're, they're awesome. They are so awesome. I love them. Oh, anyway. So yeah, another, another trip back from Minnesota, I was driving and it's, it's, a, I mean, I'm not used to driving anymore. He drove all the time or we flew because he had an airplane and we flew everywhere. And so I got up early and I'm heading home on Sunday and I just looked up and I said, Oh, Pete, I just need you to be with me today. I'm so tired. I can hardly keep my eyes open. And he had a tattoo of a, a bald eagle on his shoulder and just as I said that, a bald eagle just came down and went right in front of my car and then back up. And I went, no way, no way did that just happen in, in Minneapolis. I'm in Minneapolis, St. Paul, in the middle of a city, and that's what happens. I just couldn't believe it. But crazy. So then, isn't that crazy? Yeah. And so that I'm driving, I'm driving, I'm almost to Fargo, North Dakota, which is about two and a half hours from where I live. And, and I'm like, man, man, I need you here. I'm so tired. I'm getting more tired again. And poof, there, another one right in front of my car. I was like, you're kidding me, right? That did not just happen, but it did. A second eagle? A second bald eagle went right in front of my car. And I'm like, holy cows. I know, I know he's with me then. I absolutely know he's there. That's amazing. That's amazing. Okay, Teresa, I'm going to have you keep going. Awesome. So there's another one. And I was again in Minneapolis, St. Paul. And I, I need to go there more because it's I get so much when I'm there. But it was about a year after Peter died. It was our, actually, it was our wedding anniversary. So we had, we had gotten married five months later. He's, he's gone, right? And so it was coming up on our wedding anniversary, first one. And then his birthday, and it was really a hard time for me. And I'm at her house, and I'm I'm doing dishes, and just at the edge of tears. And my my brother calls and says, "Where are you?" And he lives in South Dakota, and that's where I grew up. So my mom was in a nursing home in, in down in South Dakota, and he said, "Well, mom's having chest pain. I wanted you to come down." I'm like, "Well, I'm in Minneapolis. I can't come. Just come down." He goes, oh, okay. I'll let you know. I'll I'll check on her. I, I've got some things to do. I'll I'll get over there. It, at about the same time, my sister is in Bentonville, Arkansas, and they're pedal biking with two other people. They had finished their bike ride. They're standing around just talking to each other, and this man comes running down the hill. And she said, I looked up and I went, Oh my God, Peter's running down the hill at me. My husband. And he, this man jogs down, stands by them all. And he looks at my sister and he kept just smiling and shaking his head. And she said, I, I it was weird looking at him. Every time I'd look up, he'd smile and shake his head at her. And they just kept talking. And then she turned around and they were going to just, they were going to leave. And she turned around and came back and he was gone. And she said to all the guys, did you know him? Nope. Did you know him? Nope. Did you know him? Nope. So she's pedaling home and 
my text messages start coming. Mom's having chest pain. They're going to give her nitro. You know, we're going to let, we'll tell you later what's going on. But just so you know, she's having chest pain. And she pedals her way home and she gets home and she said to her husband, did you see that guy that came down the hill? Yup. Who did he look like? Peter. And so she goes, we're going to South Dakota this week. So you might as well get yourself ready because we need to go home. And for 11 years that Pete was in my life and in my family, every time my sister came home, which was pretty much every July, she would say, I don't want mom to die alone. And I want to be there when she dies. And, and Kathy doesn't remember saying that, but she said it all of the time because our dad died alone and she hated that. And so they come home, they get this, it was Sunday when mom had chest pain and she was good Sunday night, no problem. She was sitting up having just smiling, no big deal. And so we told her that and she, they get home on Wednesday night, go over to the nursing home on Thursday and have the most wonderful day with my mother. And mom didn't always know who we were, but you had to convince her who you were. And then, I mean, she would just had a great day. In fact, at one point she said, where are you two staying? And my sister just launched herself into her bed with her. And she looked at my brother-in-law and said, you know, she can't stay here. You're going to have to take her home. <laughs> so she was hilarious that day besides just in a good mood. And they laughed and Kathy asked her about her childhood and all this just wonderful day. So they leave at about four o'clock and, and mom said, so do you think you'll be back in the morning? And Kathy goes, oh, well, we, we can be back in the morning. Next morning, 830, she got a phone call. Your mom is having a massive heart attack. You're probably not going to make it over here. So she got in the car, drove the 13 miles, and then called me. And mom made it till about 2.20 that afternoon. I got there at 2.30. And it was okay for me. I, I, you know, I had, I had made peace with the fact that I wasn't going to make it there. But she, I sat there with, I was holding mom's hand and we were just, you know, taking her in and, and um, letting her just rest peacefully. And I said, what, why did you come home? What possessed you to come home? She goes, Peter, Peter got me here. And she goes, but I don't know that I believe in that. I said, come on. Every time you saw him, he wanted to, he, I mean, he heard you say, I don't want her to die alone. And I want to be there. And he got you there. So. <laughs> wow. I'm just still like full body chills over here. I think there's something that you touched on that the angels like highlighted and circled. So I want to go back to it. You had made peace with not being there, which was the right decision for you. And it, it lined up so perfectly because I don't know if we're able to admit it to ourselves sometimes, but sometimes the feeling that I feel in some of my clients is I just can't do it, Julie. Like I just can't be there. Like it's too hard to say that final goodbye. And I think so often um, we make an assumption that we have to be there or that they want us there. And for your sister, it was the right thing for her to be there. And she needed that for her soul, for herself and her spirit. But your spirit needed something different and you honored that. And I think that there are people listening to this podcast who need to know that there's no shame 
in not being there. And there's no shame in making the decision and the call that's right for you. I agree with that. And, and, and part of it was, I had just felt my husband's heartbeat for the last time under my right hand, you know, like five months before. And I just, it just, I mean, I'm a nurse, so I probably, I mean, that, that would have been okay if I would have made it too, but I, I just knew that it was, it was okay. And I knew my mom would be okay with it. I knew she would in, in my heart of hearts. I just knew she'd be okay. Yeah. I I love that. And I think that there's just people who beat themselves up and I'm so surprised all the time because it probably happens once a week or once every other week where someone will say to me, Hey, Julie, will you let my loved ones on the other side? know?" And I think, do they still not know that they're, they're here? They're, they're not with me. They're with you. And because I'm next to you, I can tune in, but they're not with me. They're with you. And they always have been, and they always will be everything that you say that you intend for them to know. They know. Agreed. I, I totally, I totally agree with that. I mean, I, I have told Pete, I would like a field of daisies in my bedroom and I will literally wake up to a field of daisies in my bedroom. It's the craziest thing. They're not like you would see them real. They're almost like they're computer generated, but it's green and daisies. And, and I just smile and I go, thank you so much. And poof, it's gone. So I know, I know he's there. Yeah. Did you know I give away a new free reading each month to a listener who leaves a five-star rating of this show on Apple Podcasts or Amazon? After you leave five stars, go over to the Contact Me page on my website, theangelmedium.com. Fill out the contact me form, letting us know that you gave five stars. That way we can contact you when you win. The more five stars you leave, the more chances you have to win. And your name always stays in until you do. Don't forget to stay subscribed to our emails so that you know when you've won your free session with me. Sending you so much love and gratitude for your support on this. Thank you. Now let's dive back into the show. You know, and people just need to realize they are there with you. And, and the other thing that, that I have found over this last almost two years is that, that, you know, when you, if you get frustrated because you think, oh, they don't talk to me, they don't talk to me, you really have to be in a place where, to me, at least for me, this has happened, that when you are extremely sad and you have every right to have that sad time. Don't ever let anyone take that from you. But that at that point, it is really hard to get that communication line open with them. Yeah. And as soon as I would get on the other side of that, that is when, you know, that, that, you know, it's, it's like a, a roller coaster. And when you get to the low part of that roller coaster, that's when that communication would open up a little more. And I don't know if it's just because when that sadness just blocks me, I don't know what that is, but I definitely noticed that. That's, that's so true. 
there's a point at which we come back to our soul self energy and reconnect with our own energy, our own consciousness, our own alignment. And uh, I'm kind of writing about this part in the book because it feels like a cycle to me, my intuition. And I'm writing about the various intricate parts of intuition and how we cycle through it. But there's always this end point of rest and coming back home to ourselves. Yeah. And it's through that that we're really able to hear. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I have another one. I can't wait to hear it. I know this one was one of the, <laughs> one, this is one of the last ones that, and again, it happened in Minnesota of all places. So I own the home that my daughter lives in, in Minnesota. So I've been doing some work on the house. And so I went down to change out a light and the mirror in the bathroom. Cause I'd had this, this done and forgot to have them do that. I thought ah, I can do it. And I, we have a home in South Dakota too. It was our family home that my sister and I, so I have this bin of tools. And of course there's a cordless screwdriver in there. And Peter loved his cordless drills and screwdrivers. And I kept myself a set and I had that in that bin and I had it out in my daughter's garage. And, but I have this trusty screwdriver that I love because it doesn't have to be charged and it's got a Phillips and a flathead. And I don't have to worry about anything else. I got exactly what I need right in my pocket, right? So I'm going to take the light down, take the bulbs out, send my daughter downstairs to um, flip the switch in the breaker for the upstairs bathroom. And she went down there. And while she was down there, I am uh, taking the screws out of this light. And I hear, where's the cordless screwdriver? And I look up and I said, "Uh, in the garage. And she goes, mom, who are you talking to? I said, I have no clue. But they just asked me where the cordless screwdriver is. And I was like, well, I know who that is. And so, and then she comes back upstairs and, and I'm just getting to the wires. All the bulbs are out and getting to the wires. And I hear, check it, check it. And I said, check it. She goes, what, what now? I said, give me a bulb, put the bulb back in as it's hanging there. Flip the switch on, the thing was still live. The, the whole breaker box is, is mismarked. Oh my goodness. I just like, I can't even believe that, but you heard it like auditorily within you, like check it. Clear as a bell, clear as a bell. Wow. As clear as it was when they said, where's the cordless screwdriver? And I'm not an electrician, but I, I don't know what would have happened to you. You would have gotten electrocuted, right? Yeah, I would have had a jolt. I, it, that jolt probably would not have killed me, but the fall may have. Wow. Yeah, the fall off the ladder may have, because I probably would have fallen off the ladder. Oh, my, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. Teresa. I know. I know. Wow. I know. So I know you I, have a couple other stories. I want to chat more, but uh, I also want to know, did you have more to share on this? Um, no, that is, that's the end of that story. Okay. And is but there another one? I have two. And one of them happened before Peter died where I would see, I don't, I, I don't, my angels are, they must be giving me these messages. But when he was alive, we had a, a cabin in the Black Hills of South Dakota. So we, we snowmobiled all the time. 
And we were snowmobiling and we had gotten so much snow that us with the trail sleds couldn't get off trail much because we would just sink into this deep, deep snow. And so the guys were going to go up and over this big hill with our big sleds and three of us gals and, and one of the guys, we went back to this restaurant. We were going, going to head back there and our, our sleds were all running. Our helmets were on, but I had turned and I said, goodbye, Peter. I'll see you later. Just, I don't know why even I said it because he couldn't hear me anyway. And just as I said that, I could see myself sitting in that restaurant and in walks this guy that was with us. And he says to me, Peter's here with you, right? And I said, no. And then boom, it was gone. And I'm like, I turned back and look back and thinking, that's not going to, that's, that's not going to happen. So we're sitting in the restaurant and, and I didn't, excuse me, I did not realize it that where we were sitting was exactly where we were sitting in my, in my vision. I mean, it was exactly the same spot. And I look up and here comes Chris and he, he looks at me and he goes, well, Pete came, Pete came in, right? I said, turn around and go out and try again, Chris, because I don't want to hear that. Yeah, he was stuck out, out in the middle of nowhere by himself. So, so yeah, it, it did happen. So that's so wild. So was that that he got stuck on the snowmobile? Uh-huh. Wow. Mm-hmm. But I saw, I mean, I saw the whole, that whole thing play out. And I just kind of shook it off. Just like hours before? It was about 45 minutes before. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So this is so interesting. I would love to work with scientists to test this and understand it because we talk about deja vu, which there's an element of the same energy. You can actually tune into this energy yourself when you start to tap into your soul self, your highest self, God energy, and understand your gifts, your talents, your reason for being here, how you can express those to the world. And you start to get these visions within your mind of things that you can do. And oftentimes they're lofty things, right? And so people think, oh, well, that's just wishful thinking, or that's just my egoic mind coming in. But it's not like spirit has a very specific way to communicate with us that keep in the boundaries of the laws of the universe in order to function as this all does here. But part of this too is premonition that you can have premonition and I've had it before too, but it almost feels like deja vu. And then I've known a ton of people who dream premonitions. Uh, and I don't want to scare people because the angels just said, as you say that, Julie, tell all the people who are thinking to themselves that negative dream that I've had, Julie saying that that's going to come true. No, that's not what I'm saying. I don't believe that they bring through negative messages, the loving, positive messages you can have premonition in there too. You know how, um, and this is what the angels are like pulling from my mind and, and handing to everybody who's listening. You know how, when you said you were on the ladder and the jolt might not have killed you, but the fall could have, 
sometimes we hear something that we could go, okay, well, Julie, that seems negative to me, but it's not negative. It was, it was a guidance, right? Check it, check it. And we get those two sometimes with premonition that it's not a negative message. It's a be careful of this. You know, when you're driving and you're just doing too much or you're going too fast or, you know, the kids are talking in the backseat and then your stereo's blaring and, and it's a lot of traffic or big commotion and you're trying to get somewhere. There, there can be a lot of distraction, especially in my 41 years now, like in today's day and age, there's just tons of distraction everywhere. And so I feel that the angels are doing more now than they ever have before to work through some of that distraction. And it's not a negativity, it's a guidance. Slow down. You're going to need to know this information. Like, stop going so fast. Listen to us for a sec. We got to guide you in this way. And, And it really does aid our lives, benefit us, benefit the people around us when we stop and tune in. Well, then it happened to be one more time. That was so clear. And it was the, the vision was so clear. I was going to a church, a Wednesday night church service, and I was meeting my friend there. And I'm just standing in this living room that I'm in right now. And, and I, I look up and I literally can see our lead pastor walk through the front door at our church in a long sleeved tan shirt, a pair of jeans and tan boots. It was as clear as a bell. And I had to go, I was supposed to talk to him. I don't ever bother him because he's so busy. I have a few of the other pastors I know, and that's who I talk to. And I'm standing there waiting for my friend at the door. And oh my Lord, here he walks in, in the exact same outfit I saw him in. And I'm like, okay, okay. I'm supposed to, I, I know, I know I'm supposed to, okay, I'm going to listen. You know, and that that's the thing. I, you have to listen to it, right? If you don't, if you don't listen to whatever, who or whoever, wherever you get this premonition. So I talked to him and he, he remembered Pete because Pete's funeral had been there with, with pastor Nate and whatever. And he goes, and he asked how I was doing and, and really just really dug into how I was doing. Right. And Sunday I go to church and we had, we had church at the movies, which I would have to, I mean, they take a movie and they play bits of it and then he applies the gospel to it. Right. And it's just so awesome. And I became part of that. And it was like, ah, he needed that. He needed that. He needed my story. That's why you had me do that. Crazy. It's not crazy. It's so wild, like how they work. And I think I've spoken about that on the podcast before too, how, you know, I'll have a podcast episode that needs to come out on a Monday. And sometimes I get way ahead, right? But then I need to sneak one in for a certain day, or maybe it's a certain time of year. And I'll be like, okay, guys, you told me that you wanted to come through and bring through something, but I'm hearing crickets and they're like, just be patient, just be patient. And then all of a sudden, like, right, something happens. There's a phone conversation or somebody comes in and, and they go, that's it. That's exactly what needs to be said on the podcast. So actually that's happening right now though, too. 
I've been helping my kiddo with hours and hours and hours of social studies homework. And when you have a podcast, people tell you, well, it should just be about this specific thing. Like if it's just about angels, it should just be about angels. And I sometimes don't know exactly how to handle it because I just really, truly of my heart believe in religious freedom. And, you know, I don't care what you believe. I'm here to accept you and to love you. And so if somebody wants to come on and talk about Jesus and another person wants to come in and talk about goddesses and, you know, somebody else wants to come in and talk about, you know, uh, Irish Celtic religions from the past, like amazing. Like I, I just want to absorb it and be here to be a, a space, but it's really been striking me because the history that my daughter's learning about is the colonial period. And specifically they spent about two weeks on the Salem witch trials and even just with the colonies as well, how much certain colonies were more Catholic and certain colon or not even Catholic. I think there was just a teeny tiny bit of that in one location, but then mostly like Puritan and Christian. And then you had the Quaker sect over in Pennsylvania, but it really struck me how much people felt that religious persecution and shame and kind of how much we still do that to one another today. And it just hurt my heart to think, oh my God, here is my kiddo who's talking about things that happened in the 1600s, hundreds of years ago. And here we are as a human collective here today and i'm supposed to by some people's opinions like pick a lane for this podcast and just stay in one lane and it's like no can't we just be free to be spiritual souls and know more about buddha and more about krishna and more about just everything it doesn't make one right and one wrong I just want there to be a space where everybody feels free to openly say stuff. And I want to speak one more piece on this because some people will tell me, um, Julie, I don't like it when you use the word God. And I'm like, okay, I totally get that. But I almost cringe inside every single time people use the word universe, not because it's wrong, but just because I think, there's infinite infinities. Like mathematicians have looked at this, studied this, and there's just not one infinity. They said there's infinite infinities. And we know that there's other universes. And I know I'm a huge Marvel fan. My husband, every single time he watches the comic movies, he's like, not the multiverse again. And I'm like, what's not to love about the multiverse? Like, it's amazing. Like, don't knock the multiverse. But then you come back to trying to refer to God and to try and say the universe, I'm like, that's one ant here on earth that doesn't represent the vast expansiveness of all that is. So sometimes I use spirit and sometimes I use all that is. Yeah, I, I've just been struggling with like, what's the exact term to use? There isn't one. 
Yeah. Yeah. I do, I do want to say too, though, as, as a widow, you know, Cheryl's pod, or when we get, get together with Cheryl's group, that is really awesome. There's a, you know, and it's not just for widows. There's, there's other people there that have lost children or whatever that is. It's an awesome way to get together with people. And, and if, if you just need to vent something out, you know, it's a safe space for people. The membership has helped me in the last two years. Well, I've been pretty much a member for a year, but it has helped me sleep, Julie. I mean, just, I, I wasn't, I was sleeping two to four hours a night. And the, just to do, put on the meditation and get your feet grounded, you know, and just get grounded and kind of get into that oneness, even if you're not connecting anywhere, that is so relaxing. And it, that meditation, meditative state that you end up in, I could sleep all night. And so if people are wondering, you know, what's this going to do for me? If you don't do anything else in the world, you're going to connect with some great people who can help you maybe sort through some of this stuff and, and maybe you'll be able to sleep better because it well, does make a big difference. Yeah. And tell people what you're talking about too, because in the membership, I think what people don't realize is that there's not also only like a year's worth of courses in there. Um, oh no. Well, yeah. different healings or I don't mm -hmm. know, there's just dozens and dozens and dozens of healings that I've done in the past and uh, dozens of workshops. Um, but there's also a ton of live groups. Like we have yes. live small groups and we have so many different ways. I think it's every single week almost that we get people together um, at least four times a month so that you have community and we break you out into smaller groups as well live. So um, what Teresa was referring to is that Cheryl, who's on my team of healers, uh, who you've heard on the podcast before, um, she leads a group that we call spiritually healing through loss for anybody who's lost anybody. And sometimes that's an animal. Sometimes that's a pet, um, that you were deeply connected to and that's okay. Um, but it's really to get people together who are going through, um, because your entire nervous system is dysregulated right? When you're, you're going through deep grief and being with other people who are in that same vibration, but working towards healing is just so special. Absolutely. That absolutely. 100%, you know, and she's, she's so good about directing people and helping people get to that space. Yeah. It's, it's been really, really positive. I have to say. And I haven't said this yet, but, um, and I haven't checked the numbers exactly. And I know that I don't talk about this enough, but my husband and I have had conversations like we are just here to give as much as we can. We were able to give over $200,000 this year and wow. that's in money, good services and everything through the business to get people the help that they need, um, to pay for different things for, for folks. But I just can't tell you just what that feels like. And I wanted to share it now because if you're part of this podcast audience and this community, know that part of everything that you're part of, whether it's a session or the membership or the Angel Reiki School, I just want you to know in the background that we're using it for as much good as possible. And that is so awesome. Yeah. Because we live in a weird little society in a world and 
there's nothing better than being part of the, the light. Yeah. That's, that's here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. And, uh, I know that there's things that are, are really important to some folks and, I'm just really content with everything that I have. I still drive the same car that I drove <laughs> when I first, um, you know, became a healer and I still shop at Aldi and we get stuff, you know, a little thing from Whole Foods and a little thing from Trader Joe's and a little thing from Costco. But uh, I think I got most of my clothes from Target this year and just as much as we can give I'm just so excited because spirit keeps showing me that thanks to this podcast audience and everybody who listens, which I'm just so, so, so incredibly grateful for, and you sharing this podcast, I really envision this day where we're able to give over a million dollars a year. And I I see that coming. I see that for this community. So I'm just so grateful for, for you, Teresa, and for this entire podcast community for being here. Thank you for all you do. Seriously. Oh, you're you're, you rock. I so, love you. I love you too. You have no clue. <laughs> you have gotten me through a lot of stuff. Aww. Lots. Yeah. Aww. Well, I know your husband is here and I know that he is with your kiddos and um, I just thank you for being here and sharing your story. Is there anything else that you want listeners to know? Just listen to the podcast for a while. Cause it'll, yeah, it's, it's amazing. You know, and I got to say this year, you had so much variety and, and when somebody's telling you to get on the same path, no, I have, I've learned so much just about breathing. And I mean, so many things, and I've sent these podcasts to different people and it's, it's awesome that it's, it's, not, I, I would, I'd be sad if you were on one straight path and didn't veer off because I think we learn more. Yeah. And, and if people think, I mean, I'm 60, I just turned 60 and it's like, and as a nurse, you know, I keep learning and learning and learning. And, and if you stop learning, that's just bad. I love to keep learning. I do too. I love it. And I got to tell you the way that I actually bring people on the show is, um, I don't really look at, uh, who they are so much until I tune into spirit and spirit tells me exactly who to have on the show and who not to. And then of course we vet them as thoroughly as we can, but it's really just, letting spirit take the wheel and, and drive it and bring everything that they want to share. Because, um, what I know, like, I know, like I know is that I am a slow processor. I am very stubborn Capricorn goat and my consciousness can only unfold at the pace that it can. Like I can't make myself grow faster. So just bringing on the people that they want to have here mm -hmm. helps me to grow. And I hope it helps everybody else to grow too. Well, and, and that's the other thing about my intuition and my, you know, what, whatever I'm able to, to speak to whomever, but yeah, I just kind of sit back and letting it happen too. Cause it, it happens when it needs to happen. And for me, it's so clear when it does, it's just like, oh my gosh. A hundred and ten percent. Yeah. Amazing. 
Teresa, I don't want to go, but I love you so much. And thank you for sharing your story to everybody listening. If you have a story of angels, signs, encounters with angels, um, loved ones on the other side coming through where you know it has to be them, we'd love to have you on the show. You can go over to the website, fill out the contact form. There might even be a place where you could submit your angel story. We would love to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being part of this community and thank you for listening. All my love friends. Beautiful soul, thank you so much for joining me today. My name's Julie. You know I'm all about connecting you with messages from your angels and loved ones on the other side. If you've been listening today and you're super excited and just have to know which angels are around you right now, who's connecting with you, and what messages they have for you, go to theangelmedium.com. Register for a session. You can do a reading with me or a member of my team. We're all incredible. We all talk to angels daily, and we can help you in making sure that your angels are doing the very best they can to support you and guide you to your best life. If this sounds like you, virtual sessions, they're only offered on my website. Sign up today. And if you're the person who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing all of your unique spiritual gifts, growing your intuition, starting your own healing business. You can sign up for my Angel Reiki School to become a certified angel messenger. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn Reiki, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and how to get clients. That's the Angel Reiki School at theangelmedium.com or DM me on Instagram at angelpodcast with any questions. Before you go, connect with your angels by placing your hands on your heart. Take a deep breath. Imagine a doorway filled with God's unconditional love is right in front of you. Step into that love and feel it as it fills your body, chakras, and auric field. Now ask your angels, what would you have me know today? and open yourself to the positive, loving messages they have just for you.